was in Little Jip's tea room when I was feeling blue. It was in Little Jip's tea room I first laid eyes on you. When the gypsy came to read the tea leaves, it made me feel quite gay. When she said that someone in the tea room would come and steal my heart away. I thought it really inconceivable, but just imagine my surprise. You made the story quite believable, right there before my eyes, with a smile that's sweeter than a rose. Sure, I did some of that improvising they talk about in drama class. Lucy's had a special on the menu. Guacamole prepared at the table. You mean guacamole? Is that how you pronounce it? Well, you wouldn't see it on a menu in Traverse City, I can tell you that. So I said to the waiter, when he came over and started to make it, I said, gee, that looks like fun. Mind if I try? I was being all cute, and he knew it. You made the guacamole? I had to do something to draw attention to myself, didn't I? I gave him a fin on the sly. I took the knife and peeled that crocodile pear like it was a potato, chipped off the black skin bit by bit. That's not how you... I know, I made a mess on purpose. Then I pretended to shoot lime juice in my eye. I wailed and threw my arm over my eyes dramatically. I was Garbo and Camille, but dying over a green dip. It's pretty smart. Sounds like quite the performance. You can say that again. Before I knew it, I had a white knight at my side. You'll never guess who it was. Gary Cooper? How did you know? Oh, that's right. You're psychic. I looked up, one eye open. And Gary Cooper is standing there. Then he stepped behind me, showing me the proper way to make it, moving my arms like I was a puppet. He smelled like cedar, soap, and fresh tobacco. I nearly fainted. And then another fellow from his table walked by. He was a writer, I think. He said it was the first time he oversaw the Lily Langtree kerchief routine done with an avocado. What happened next? One thing led to another, the usual, meetings, screen tests, then they forked over a contract. 200 a week, twice what I was making at Warner's, thanks to you. And Mary. Hey, Mary's show is really catching fire, isn't it? I try not to miss it. Stack of telegrams coming every week. Phone ringing off the hook. This time goes crazy for success. Network's talking about having her on air twice a week. Business is booming, huh? Aren't you? Yeah, you know me. Give me three bucks for the cabbie. Three dollars? Hurry up, will ya? He's waiting. Let me get it, Bridget. I was just leaving. I can pay the driver. Swell. Thanks, Buttercup. Same time next week? Sure thing. See you then, Sue. Nice digs. Hey, this living room set looks brand new. Cushions don't have a wrinkle in them yet. You girls must be doing real good. What brings you out here, Sharon? Well, I came to see you, sweetie. Me? Why? Business, of course. You don't think I took the train all the way out here to swap recipes. How's your mother? Fine. She's a tough old broad. You tell Mrs. Mooney I was asking for her. Was over at Ma's for a visit week before last. Some fellows stopped by, asking for you. Asking for me? Couple of goons who work for Dennis Flood. They was looking for you. Seems you skipped out on a loan. Ma wouldn't tell them anything, but she told me where you went. What do you care if I owe money to a gangster? It's none of your concern. Oh, it's my concern, all right. See, all I gotta do is pick up the phone. Tell Dennis where you're hiding. He'll give me a reward. 
By the time he got here, I'd be gone. He'll find you. So I'll pay him what I owe. Mary will give me the money. Too late for that. Like hell. Hoodlums always want money. Oh, he'll take the money, but he'll still have his thugs bump you off. Then I guess there's nothing to be done. Phone is over there. He'll get your cousins, too. Send three of you to the morgue. What's your angle, Sharon? Spit it out. Tell me what you want to keep silent. After the flood boys stopped by, I heard Mary on the radio. And I got to thinking it was worth my while coming out here. I figure there's a lot of kale in this here fortune-telling racket, see? I remember your grand coming over for tea, those opal earrings blazing blue, telling Ma that of all the girls, you had the real gift. It's impolite to eavesdrop. Gran was just boasting, or trying to explain why I'm moody. Maybe. We'll see. Even if you ain't got any powers, you can bring in the dough. I'm gonna set up a mitt joint. Rather crude way of putting it. Watch it, or I'll smack your mouth. Another stuck-up bannon, eh? You're lucky I ain't making you earn on your back. You're gonna tell the trade here to come and see you over at my new place. I'm setting it up. Tasseled curtains, red velvet chairs, shawls over the lamps. That corny stuff won't work out here. Shut your trap. It works every place. You'll send the suckers over to the new joint, and some of them will be stupid enough to admit a scandal, or you will see it by hoodoo or voodoo, on which I will collect a bundle. Feather my nest. You get me? You expect me to be a roper in a blackmail racket? Yeah, that's the plan. Give me your hand, Sharon. Oh, no, you don't. That hocus-pocus stuff don't work on me. I can't be spooked. Something awful is going to happen to you, Sharon. I don't need your hand to see that. Something awful will happen if I don't. You think I'm going to be living on tea and toast, worrying the beads, like my ma or your gran when I'm old? This is the way the world works, kid. Somebody puts the screws on, and somebody else pays. Your new job starts Friday night. Tell the pigeons where to find you. Addresses on the card. You be there, Bridget, if you know what's good for you. Teeth on a crucifix and cradled underwater. What should I be but the fiend's goddaughter? Ready? We're live in five, four, three, two.
upper area is Melvin Douglas and Wally Beering. Now, help me welcome a special guest for a card reading. I'll give you a hint. He's under contract at MGM and was married to one of the greatest lovers on screen who, sadly, passed away last year. But first, an important message from our sponsor, the California Fruit Growers Exchange. Flashy, huh? This dressing room feels like a penthouse compared to the shoeboxes they give you on Broadway. Golden Navy wallpaper is nice. What's that pattern? Oh, it's little sailboats. That's cute. Sure looks like Harry Cohn's giving you the royal treatment. He's giving me the treatment, all right. But it isn't the royal kind. He grouses about everything I do. Says I need to lose ten pounds. He blames me for this new picture when the truth is there's no teeth in the third act. And the numbers have nothing to do with the story. It's a washout. He'll make you the scapegoat if you let him. You can't be his yes-man. You gotta tell him what's wrong. Since when does a studio boss want lip from a dame under contract? You've drawn the Emperor card. That's Harry. He's reversed. He's upside down. That means he's not happy. If this was a show on Broadway, you wouldn't do whatever the stage manager said and let the production fall apart. On Broadway, the stage manager needs me as much as I need him. Same rule applies here. Harry just pretends otherwise. Next time he barks at you, bark right back. Remind him how you left a hit show to come out here and it wasn't to let him squander your name on a rotten egg with no third act. He'll blow his top. Maybe. Then you tell him how to save the picture. If not, he'll bully you onto the next train. You're right, Bridget. It's the only way to play it. I've noticed the way the crew looks at me after he's torn me down, like I'm invisible. That tears it. Harry's in for a big surprise the next time he rolls his eyes and calls me a dummy. Are you okay? You look tired. I've got... troubles. In trouble? Or have trouble? Have. A bad dream. And a bad penny. Dreams can't hurt you. Mary said the same thing. This dream suggests otherwise. Been having it since I first moved out here. At first, I couldn't see her. I could only feel her. And I kept waking up. But now I've seen her face. What happens? There's a party at a ski lodge. Uh, lots of snow. Triangle bay windows, stone fireplace, animal skin rugs, buckets of champagne. There's... A woman in a white satin gown, it's low in the back, and a halter neck. She's sitting with a man. I couldn't see her face, 
until the other night. It's me. What do you mean? I'm the woman in the dream, with my new black hair. Do you know the man? No, I don't know him. A funny song is playing, though. And then a man points a gun and he shoots. And she screams. I mean, I scream. Oh, how scary. No wonder you can't sleep. What's the funny song? Not sure. Something about a girl named Lena from the Bronx who plays a concertina? Does that sound familiar to you? Oh yeah, you mean Palestina, that old Eddie Cantor number. He does it on his radio show sometimes. It's a snappy tune. Didn't ring a bell. Only know it's playing when I get shot. Mm. At least you know how to avoid it. I can't stop having the dream no matter what I do. I've tried sleeping pills and then I tried staying up all night. I can't stop the dream, so how can I stop it from happening? If the dream is a warning, you've been warned. As long as you don't go to the mountains or any place it snows, you're safe. You don't own a white gown, do you? Never wore a gown of any color. Why didn't I think of it like that? No gowns, stay away from snow, and that should be easy out here with all this blasted sun. (laughs) It's hard to think straight when you're not sleeping. And all the fear you felt. What's the other thing keeping you up? That bad penny? Someone from New York. Her mother is such a dear, but she's... A poisoned apple from the family tree? Yeah, full of worms. Asked for a handout? More like demanded. She found out I left New York without paying off a loan. Gangsters are looking for me. (gasps) Bridget, you didn't. Dennis Flood is a parasite. I'm not sorry I took the money and didn't pay it back. Grand was sick. We had doctor's bills, medicine, and I was only making $15 a week behind the counter. What was I supposed to do? We were already on relief. Take it easy. I didn't mean to sound judgy. What does the Viper want? Sharon said I had to do readings at her place. Bring the clients over and then she'd bank on their scandal. Blackmail. Blackmail. First hit I was in, folks knocked at my mother's door, asked for money. Some were in a bad way, but others just saw an old lady with a purse. My mother has bad eyes and arthritis, yet she was cooking and doing for people every day just because I was in a hit show. What did you do? Moved her to another building. Doesn't she miss her friends? She's not far away. Still sees her ladies. Look, things are tough everywhere. Some people need help and some are just looking to see what they can get. Well, I can't move. I couldn't make the rent. I'm not telling you to run from Sharon. You need to stop her in her tracks. Or she'll take every dollar you earn and eventually you'll wind up behind bars. Why do you think I have trouble sleeping? You know, around four this morning, I kept thinking about what might happen to someone like Sharon in a book or a picture. There might be a way to get rid of her, but I can't do it alone. Look, if it wasn't for you, Stan would have bled me dry. Let me help. I'm gonna take you up on that. 
First, I've got to say, something's bugging me about this room. What's the matter? Why doesn't the paper line up on that wall? The pattern doesn't match, see? Hadn't noticed. Boys did a rush job, I guess. At the bottom, you can see a little strip of light. (laughs) Gee, my dressing room doesn't seem like a penthouse now. More like a tenement. Is it a panel? Or a door? A door? How does it open? Put your fingers there. Pull. A corridor. Is it a fire exit? Where does it lead? Let's find out. Ew, is that a spider on me? Where are we going? What if we get lost? We're in a film studio, not a labyrinth. Look, another door over there. Pull in the middle. Just a conference room, not Aladdin's treasure. What's behind that door? Listen. (gasps) That's Harry. He must be in his office. Let's go back. Your boss plans to visit, probably at the end of the day when you're getting changed, if you catch my drift. What are you going to do? I'll set a trap for him. It was in Little Jip's tea room when I was feeling blue. It was in Little Jip's tea room I first laid eyes on you. Hey, you guys have any predictions about Mary Astor? I'm thinking about the script for my next show. She should sue her ex-husband for defamation. Better yet, she should shoot him where the sun doesn't shine. (laughs) Last time I gave you a tip, you didn't use it. Certain things can't be said on the radio. Those blue pencil men would yank me off the air for saying, Wally Beery will have blood on his hands. Wait till you see I'm right. Won't be the first time he's had blood on his hands either. End of the year, he'll be mixed up in somebody's death. That man is no good. Rotten to the core. He won an Oscar, didn't he? Personal character doesn't matter so much when you're a big star. If you think they're all choir boys, you're in for a rude awakening. You know what they say. It only takes a few inches for a halo to become a noose. (laughs) Speaking of rope, Woman Chases Man starts at 8. Let's go. We need to see the picture that got me the big radio job. Once those ropes broke and Marion fell out of that magnolia tree on the set, she was convinced of my abilities. Later up in bed, but she still rang her friend at the station and told him to give me a show. What do you say? Can't. I have an appointment. On Saturday night? That's what I said. You know, you can't keep him a secret forever. I don't know what you're talking about. Your mystery man, the one you keep sneaking off to see? Is he married, Tess? Mind your own business. So yourself. But they never leave their wives, you know. Keep your nose out of it. How about you, kiddo? You want to see Miriam instead of moping around the house? What's that supposed to mean? Leave me alone. Yeah. Gee whiz, I'm only inviting you to see a picture. No need to jump down my throat, pumpkin. Stop calling me baby names. I'm not a kiddo or a pumpkin. You're only ten years older. Knock it off. I take it that's a no? No! Get off my back! I'm going out. 
Ready to put her on the train yet? Is my table ready? Right this way, Mr. Fitz. Forgot to look at the sky on the way over for flying pigs. Sarcasm doesn't become you. Waiter, champagne please. Your finest. Fancy. Must be feeling guilty. Why don't you drop the hard-boiled routine? Let's enjoy ourselves. I'm only teasing. You've outdone yourself. New orchids are lovely. Here's something else you can wear. For me? Oh, Reggie. Emerald clips. Here, let me put them on your gown. <laughs> you just want a cop a feel in public. I'm crazy about you. There, like them? I love them. You're spoiling me. They'll remind you how I feel when we're apart. Apart? Told you, new picture. Start shooting Monday. Rewrites, big sets, lots of extras. Too many irons in the fire. For how long? A month, probably. Maybe three weeks. Then I'll have time to see you. Well, then let's hurry up and order. I don't want to spend the whole evening here if I'm not going to see you for a month. Don't you want to show off your clips? <laughs> Did I say I was taking them off? I'll wear them in my hair later. <laughs> you little minx. Come on, we have time for a spin around the dance floor before we order. I'm shocked you would do this to me, Bridget. I thought we were friends. I trusted you. How could you sell what I told you to the papers? I'm in love with Gary Cooper. But you make it sound like I'm just another sordid affair. I'm paying you off, but I think you're the lowest of low. I can't wait to see you fall victim to your own dirty tricks. You did good, princess. I thought she was going to start blubbering and gum up the works. But you kept your chin up. I'll take the envelopes. See, that wasn't hard. Next part is easier. Oh, really? What part, Sunshine? Where I go to the track and double my money? I'll make a bet with you, Sharon. Ain't you got a brass neck? What's the wager? That you won't be able to spend one dollar of that money. Get a load of Miss Tough Talk. Fat roll like this burning a hole in my pocket? You must be crazy. You've already lost the bet. Officers? She's all yours. Hey, what the? You set me up? Called the bulls? You're not the first person from back east to try a shakedown out here. You don't know how things work in Hollywood. It's a company town. Everybody's on the studio payroll. Officers, I want to swear out a complaint. Me too. You'll testify in court? Yes. Yes. You ain't got nothing on me. It was this one here that done it. Pinch the young one. This woman rang and told me to give bring $500 or she would give a story to the papers. Tell them I was sleeping with my boss, Harry Kahn. And she told me to bring $500 or she would tell a reporter I was having an affair with Gary Cooper. How'd she get the information? From me. She eavesdropped on the readings I did for them. You can't believe a word she says. This is a frame-up. What do you expect from a gypsy fortune teller? They're all crooked. Officers, Bridget had nothing to do with it. She was blackmailed, too. Bridget's cousin is Mary Bannon. She has that hit radio show on CBS, Star Signs. She advises all the studio people. Sure you would know the one. Oh, yeah, I heard it. The missus tunes in every week. Sir, 
Let me explain what happened. I was just talking about the plot of my new picture. You see, I'm a lucky girl. I'm Gary Cooper's co-star. Over at Paramount, it's called Stolen Afternoon. Reggie Fitz is directing. You can check with the studio. And I was just referring to studio gossip. My hairdresser told me the girls on the lot think I'm sleeping with the boss. Now you know how studio gossip works. Jealousy and sour grapes. We see this kind of thing all the time. Folks from the old neighborhood putting the squeeze on. Better come down and give a statement, ladies. Slap the bracelets on this one, Bobby. You'll have to catch me first. Get back here. He's too late. He can still catch her. Too late. She's already dead. It was in the little gypsy room when I was feeling blue. It was in the little gypsy tea room I first laid eyes on you. No sugar, no cream. Isn't that bland? Gran always fixed it that way. She said sugar rots your teeth and milk gives you the runs. Well, Gran knew our onions. Must have been hard for you, you know, at the end. She was in a lot of pain. It was terrible to watch her suffer, but Gran was ready to go. She wasn't afraid. Look, I feel bad for taking the opals. I want to give them back. You should have them. No, no, they're yours. Keep them. I'd really like to know the stories, though. Things Gran wouldn't tell me. About how my mother died and Orla and Deirdre. Freak accidents. All three. Your mother fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Deirdre walked on a frozen pond. The ice broke and she drowned. And my mom took a hot shot. I suppose it was accidental. What's a hot shot? She took a lethal dose. A needle full of morphine and cocaine. Your mom messed with narcotics? Uh, at first she did it for the act, when it got stale, said it opened her gifts, made her visions more intense, and she took some bad advice from a guy she was shacked up with. He told her not to let a client stay over, mousy little thing, whose husband knocked her around. So the lady went back to the rat, because my mother told her to, and then the rat killed her. He wrapped his hands around her throat and strangled that woman. After that, mom got a real habit going. If I'm honest, it was also because she never got over losing her sisters. You know, when mom took the hot shot, I was the one that found her. How awful. I'm sorry, Mary. Thanks. So you still having that dream? Yeah. Um, the woman in the white gown? Turns out it's me. You? What happens to you? A man shoots me. Christ. Listen, did you see any red gardenias in the dream? No. Why? Never mind. Our family story isn't a happy one, which is why I wanted you to stay, so we can be there for each other. Mary, I know you mean well. It's fine for you out here. You know, you've got your show and your clients. But that's not for me. I don't want to be a fortune teller. What's the point? Everything comes to sorrow in the end. I want something bigger. Something you're not supposed to have. Something that shakes people up. I want to write poetry and live the life of the mind like Edna St. Vincent Millay. You know, she went to Vassar. I want to think and read and write and not worry about people's sickness and tragedy or misfortune. Oh yeah? 
I didn't know poetry paid the light bill. Life should be about how you feel. What you can express on paper. Who cares about a light bill? Spoken like a true 18-year-old. I have dreams too, you know. And what's your dream? A house by the sea, where I can hear the waves and smell the fresh salt spray every day. I'd like to paint. Sounds nice. You'll have it, too. Uh, don't think I won't. Clients can meet me out there, instead of me always run into them. That's the thing about the stars. They expect you to jump through hoops. I'd better get going. Sue wants to see me during lunch, over in her dressing room at Paramount. Is this your first visit to a studio? I've been over to Columbia to see Yvette, but it's my first time at Paramount. <sighs> Nothing like it. But be careful not to gawp, though. The stars don't like it. I'd love to see Claudette Colbert. I won't ask for an autograph, though. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a few minutes alone with Ray Milan, I'll tell you that. Hey, why don't I hypnotize him? Bring him home wearing a big red bow. Hey, why not? My bed sleeps, too. I hope you can help me, Bridget. My nerves are shot. I need to be good in this picture. I've got to come across. Why are you so worried? The build-up they're giving me. Publicity is making promises I might not be able to keep. Look what happened when Coop did that picture with Anna Sten. Everyone blamed her when the picture died. If Stolen Afternoon isn't a hit, Paramount will drop my option. I'm not gonna lie, I'd be afraid to. But try it another way. Think about the reasons it'll be a hit. Change your outlook. Is there any reason you won't put it over? Well, I'm not sure I can do it. Convincingly. Make mad, passionate love in front of a camera. Why not? Because, you know... Never done it? No. I can't get mixed up right now. I understand, but look it. You've played a lot of roles where you didn't have any experience. You were Juliet on the stage, yet you never took poison. And how about when you played a lady of the night, or a mother, or a foreigner? Nothing stopped you then. It doesn't make sense. But this time, I feel like the camera will know I'm pretending. Everyone will see the girl who doesn't know anything. Look, in a romantic scene, Coop usually plays bashful, reluctant. You should act against his approach. Do the opposite, you know what I mean? Sort of. I can't bat my lashes. Sure, he's tall and strong, but in the clinch, you're the wolf. You see? You don't need to know the details of why or what happens once you get him. You want him. That's the only thing that matters to the camera. I pursue him. There you go. You know how to play it. Didn't even need the cards. I wouldn't dare admit anything like that to anybody in the studio. Heaven forbid you show doubt or weakness, or else are convinced you'll blow it. Smoke and mirrors. I know. This whole town runs on confidence. Hey, listen, why don't you just pick one card, just for fun? Go ahead. The star. What did I tell you? You're on your way. Oh, Bridge, you're going to make me cry. Here, take it. Something extra. Want to watch me on set for a while? I'd love to. As long as it doesn't break the rules or anything. I'm curious to see how it's all done. Lunch is over. Back to the salt mines. I'll put you in my chair behind the camera. You can watch from there. Follow me. Here's my chair. 
stay as long as you like. What? What's happening? Am I dreaming? Triangle window, stone fireplace, animal skin rugs, buckets of champagne, snow, <gasps> snow. Ah! Hey, cut out the monkey shines over there. Bridget, are you okay? What's wrong? Ah, don't touch me! I only put my hand on your shoulder. What's wrong? <gasps> Damn it! Why is there noise on my set? I will have you canned. I swear. Dear God, Lena, where did you come from? How did you get here? Oh! Quick, somebody get a doctor! It was in Little Jip's tea room When I was feeling blue It was in Little Jip's tea room Thanks for listening. Red Gardenia is a Sassmouth Dames production, written and directed by Mega McGurk. Starring Clara Higgins as Bridget Bannon, M. Sean as Mary Bannon, Olympia Curiacue as Tess Bannon, Savannah Monroe as Sue Rollins, Renee Smith as Yvette Valentine, Laura Mawson as Grace Carmody, Shane McCormick as Reggie Fitz, Megan McGurk as Sharon Mooney. Art design by Mott Collins, sound editing and special effects by Tom O'Mahony. Stay tuned for part three.